Hey, what's up? It's Zach Neal. I want to talk a little bit today about ego versus intuition and all those motherfuckers that slept on me and are still sleeping on me and are probably sleeping on you as well and how wrong they're going to be. I want to talk about ego versus intuition and what the real difference is. And on this subject, I'm right. (laughs) You see, that right there could be ego or it could just be intuition. But in my case, I know that I'm right. Here's how I know. Seven out of every 10 businesses that I've ever started or been involved with have been a success. That means that I am right 70% of the time. And I would even argue that the other 30% of the time It wasn't that I was wrong. It was that outside forces or other things infiltrated the business, infiltrated the project and created problems that no one, you know, no one could have predicted. So down the line was the idea was the premise was still solid. So I would even give myself an 80% batting average. So think about that in sports terms. If I was a batter, 80% of the time that I stepped up to the plate, I would hit a home run. 80% of the time, that would make me a rock star athlete. That would make me an extremely high paid, well-respected, famous athlete. If 80% of the time that I took a swing, I got a home run or threw a touchdown pass or made a fucking basket, 80% average in business is great. So that tells me without any ego involved, without me bragging on myself, because it's not braggery, it's not bravado, It's not false confidence. It's factually based. 80% of the time, I've been right. I've been 100% right (laughs) 70% of the time. I know it doesn't make any sense. It's like an Anchorman line. But seriously, 7 out of 10 businesses that I've started have been successful and done well. The other three, one of them, outside forces, forced it to close a a bad deal with a landlord that repossessed a building that we were leasing from someone else and and the building got taken out from under us it had nothing to do with our business not doing good just had to do with the fact that we lost our space another one the concept wasn't good it just that was completely my fault my radar was off i was tone deaf to what was happening in the situation and and the concept failed and the last one was just a classic like my first business just didn't really know 100% what I was doing. And so it failed. So with those kind of averages, I can say that history is going to prove that I was right way more than I was wrong. That 70 80% of the time and look, my average is still going up because I'm just getting started. I'm going to be 20 30 40 businesses deep before long. And then we're going to see what my average continues like this, it's going to get better, I might get up to a 90% average or a 95% average. And history is going to prove that more often than not, way more often than not, I was right. So then you talk about the motherfuckers that have slept on me. These are the people that I went to early on. These are the people that I went to for money, 
for help, for things that I needed early in my career or at the beginning of a project when I would go to pitch an idea and say, you know, it could have been, I was looking for so many different things back then. It wasn't just money. I was looking for help, opportunity. Do you, hey, do you have a space? Do you own real estate? Do you have an empty restaurant that no one's renting? Can I put something in it? Hey, do you have an office space that I can use to do some after hours filming? Cause I want to create some, you know, some shorts or some different things. Or do you have a recording studio that I can bargain some time in because I want to make some records with some musicians that I found, whatever it was that I was working on. I had a lot of people that either flat out said no. I mean, that, that was a regular thing. That was like seven out of 10 people said no to me. And then there was a few that just slept. Like they slept on me. They weren't a fucking awake at the wheel. They weren't looking at what was in front of them. And I'm going to, I want to give you guys a great example of this, um, right now. And I want to talk about beetle house in regards to beetle house. This was an idea that I had, right? This is just an idea of something I wanted to do. I have a lot of history and a lot of rooting and, and you can read other places where I talk about other times and why I did Beetle House and what the motivation was. And that's not what this piece is about. This is about the fact that I had the idea and I knew the idea was good. See, that's intuition, not ego. I knew that the idea was good. I never had a doubt about it. I knew that the concept was good. I knew that the menu of food that I created was good. I knew that the cocktails that were created were good. I knew that my idea on production, presentation, marketing, media, I knew that everything that I wanted to do was right. And then I shared that and I articulated that to several other people. I'm going to give you an example of one situation in particular. I'm not going to name drop and I'm not going to talk about the specifics. I'm just going to talk about the fact that, believe it or not, there was a time when I was looking for $40,000. That's it. Today, that's such like a laughable thing because that's such not a large amount of money anymore in, in the business that I'm in. $40,000 is still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But in the business that I'm in now and the level that I'm operating at, $40,000, I could raise that in five minutes. Now there's a confidence level based on success. I could go to anybody now and get 40 grand and literally in five minutes, I could pick up the phone and get someone to give me 40 grand. But there was a time three years ago that I was looking for just $40,000. And I went to a very wealthy man who was an entrepreneur who's invested in businesses. He has nothing to do with restaurant business, but he's got a business that's very successful. And his main plant that he bought is overseas. He bought this multi-million dollar production facility overseas to produce his product and sell it in Europe and in the United States. And this man has a great family. I love this guy. He's a good dude. Has a great family has a very big spread, multi-million dollar house. He's got his kids on trust fund allowances at like five grand a week. Just one of those people that's got so much money, it's almost like disgusting. I went to this guy with my pitch for 40 grand. And at the time, because I was really desperate to get this concept launched, I was willing to give a lot for a little. So I was almost like, look, I'll do this like as an investment loan. You give me the $40,000, I'll give you like 25% of my, my business and I'll give you first fruits. It means you'll get paid back first. The first 40 grand in profits that come back into the business, I'll give it all to you and I'll make nothing. I'll just, because I knew that I would make that money back in no time. And then after that, you'll get 25%. Long story short, guy slept on me. He slept. He didn't give me an answer right away. He didn't take me seriously. It didn't, there was no uh, urgency for him to get involved with this. 
Let me tell you, fast forward a little bit, about what he would have made to date now had he given me that $40,000. A little history lesson, Beetle House New York sold out for nine and a half months straight, seven days a week, completely sold out without a reservation available. He would have made his initial investment back in 17 days. At this point, he would have made about $1.6 million off of a $40,000 investment. That's what he would have taken home at this point, north of a million dollars, definitely at least a million and a half, probably about $1.6 million, and it would still be growing had he not slept on that investment. There are a dozen other stories like that that I could go through in times where I saw opportunity, missed opportunity, opportunity where I saw something that, and I would call and round some people up and say, look, if we get into this right now, we're going to make so much fucking money. You're not going to believe how well we're going to do with this. And people slept for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't feel confident in my, you know, my business knowledge. Maybe they thought I was still a little young and a little green. And so they fucking slept on me. And that was a big mistake. Fast forward now. Here we are. I've opened 11 or 12, 12 restaurants and bars and pop-up event clubs in the last three years. I've opened a production company, a television production company. I've signed a book deal, become a published author, have written a book that's, that's now available. By the way, you should go buy it. <laughs> if you're into uh, cooking, vegan cooking, if you love Halloween, if you love that whole thing, it's called The Nightmare Before Dinner. Pre-order on Amazon. That's my plug. Anyway... I've, I've launched like five other businesses in around the pop-ups. I've created a successful profile here and I still have motherfuckers sleeping on me. I still go out to raise money. I'm raising money right now to open a beetle house in Chicago. Right now, today, in real time, I am chasing paper right now to open a beetle house in Chicago. I need to raise about $350,000 to do it right to get a Beetle House open in Chicago. I've met with some hedge fund guys. I've met with some big operators. I've met with fucking CAA and they have an investment. I've met with all these people. I've wined them and dined them. I've schmoozed. I've showed them my numbers. Oh, they're so impressed with me. Blah, 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 blah. No one's written me a check yet for Chicago. Now I've got the numbers in New York three years strong to prove what I knew I was right about three years ago. And I've got the numbers in LA over a year strong, double what was even predicted to prove that I was right there. And Chicago is going to be maybe one of the best ones yet. There's millions of dollars sitting on the table there. I've got to get to Chicago so I can generate that revenue and create that experience. For me, it's always a little bit of a double-edged sword because I'm a creative and I'm a businessman. So it fucks with my head a little because the money, yeah, the money's great. I'm in this for the creative. I'm in this for legacy. I'm in this for what I'm creating and how I'm changing things. You know, I, I'm all about the show. I guess I'm, I would be better suited as the art director than the business director, but I wear both hats. So I just want to get to Chicago to make an amazing space and do bigger and better than I did in New York and LA. But I still got motherfuckers sleeping on me. But I know that I'm right. And that's where we're going to tie back into this. You know, I've given you guys the spiel about me. Now I'm going to tie this into knowing when you're being an egotistical dickweed versus when you're just right because you have good intuition and how, how to kind of tell the difference between both and then how to double down on your intuition and sell it. 
I've always had good intuition. Even from a kid, I could see something. I, I've, I've talked and go all the way back to the very first podcast. And I talk about, you know, collecting baseball cards just for the intention of, you know, creating complete sets and selling them when I was nine years old so that I could have money. I was in a poor family and there was things that I wanted that my parents definitely couldn't afford. So I started my own baseball card collecting and selling business with the newspaper. I mean, this is pre-internet. This is pre-fucking cell phone. This is like you have to pay $15 to take an ad out in the classified ads and then, you know, wait for someone to respond to it and call you on the phone to buy the thing to come look at what you have and then buy it. But I've always had good intuition when it comes to business. I've always had good intuition when it comes to making money and stretching dollars. I've always had a knack for that. And I think it's just part of being scrappy. It's just part of coming up poor. When you don't have anything, you have to learn how to stretch it and make it, you know, make your dollars go far. So anyway, I've always known that I have good intuition, but I've I've almost was beaten down to the point where I was afraid to talk about it. Like I was afraid to fucking cheerlead myself. Because I was afraid that other people would think that I was being like egotistical or like arrogant. And so it made me shy. It made me like introvert and be like, I'd hear other people talking about all this cool stuff that they were doing or ideas they had. And I'd be hearing them going like, no, that's actually not a great idea. And that's wrong or that's fucked up or, or just knowing that I had a way better idea. But I'd be quiet because I was afraid of, I guess, being rejected or, or having people misinterpret my intuition for ego. And so this is how it goes. If you know you have good intuition eventually, maybe not today, but eventually you're going to have some facts to back that up. See, I knew I had good intuition with the pop-up restaurant and pop-up bar events. I knew I had it. I laid down on Will Ferrell because I fucking love him. I love his comedy. I love his movies. I love that he's kind of nerdy and quirky and I loved him from SNL up. I love all of his shit. He's one of my favorite all-time comedians. I just love his brand of like dick and fart joke comedy. I think it's fantastic. And I wanted to do a fucking Anchorman bar. I wanted to do a Ron Burgundy experience. I wanted to do everything Will Ferrell, all things Will Ferrell. I couldn't even narrow it down to one film. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a Will Ferrell theme pop-up. Everyone in that neighborhood told me I was a fucking whack job. I literally had a lady who like considered herself the mayor of the Lower East Side come and tell me that like this was too gentrified for the LES and nobody was going to come to, nobody was going to like it. Yeah. Nine months later, when I had been sold out for nine months, when the place was putting up $175,000 a month in a, in a small bar in revenue, I had them, those same people come back and be like, wow, we were wrong. We didn't see this coming. So you start to build factual basis for being right. So your intuition starts to have some facts that follow it. And that's when you can say, hey, you know what? I got into this and I was right. I said this was going to happen and I was right. History will prove who's right and who's wrong in the end. But if you have good intuition, your history will start to prove you right. That's the difference between ego or fucking bravado and intuition. Some guys get on a pedestal and they bang their chest about how great they are, like like the hip-hop artist, you know? The hip-hop artist that just got signed on his first single is all about millions of dollars and boats and riches and women and all this shit that you know this guy doesn't have because this guy just came out of the fucking neighborhood two days ago you know, he probably even has, hasn't made more than $50,000 in his whole life. And he's talking about being richer than Jay-Z. I mean, I literally heard some guy spouting this shit off the other day. And it's like, that's, I respect it, but it's bravado and it's bullshit. People do it in business even more so. You have these guys that walk in trying to represent themselves as like mansions and Benzes types of guys or girls. I see it in both cases, all this false bravado and false ego because they're trying to, they're trying to play a role 
They're trying to pretend to be the thing that they want to be and like fake it till you make it. That's not how that applies. That's not a good way to adapt that. So the point is, is bravado and all that, that's bullshit. If you have good intuition, let the facts show it and then make sure that you take that and go out and the people that are sleeping on you, don't be afraid to get up in somebody's face and get aggressive. And I don't mean in like any kind of violent way. I mean, to be aggressive and being a cheerleader for yourself. One of the mistakes I made early on was during those times where people were sleeping on me, a lot of it might've been my own confidence level. I just wasn't representing it to the point like, hey, pay attention, man. I'm telling you that this is gonna be great. Here's my track record. The last three things I've done have panned out awesome. I've got great intuition. I'm, and here's all the facts and the reasons and the history and why, you know, and like, don't accept no for an answer. Be aggressive with being a cheerleader for yourself. Don't be afraid to tell people that you have great ideas. That's not you being an asshole. That's not you being egotistical. That's not you being, you know, having false bravado. That's just telling it like it is. Like, look, I have great intuition. I have a, a good head for business and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And this is going to be a good thing for you to get involved with. Maybe if I had taken that approach a little more aggressively, some of those people would have woken up and put their dollars behind me. But recently I had this huge hedge fund guy. I mean huge as in he represents $500 billion. I'm sorry, $500 million, not $500 billion. $500 million. This is the fund that he, and he has like executive control over all investments. So he can literally, he's a decider. He can make a decision right now to give me $50 million or give me $1 or give me nothing, he's got that power. And after I told this guy what I've done and what I wanna do next, you know, some of the ideas that I'm working on, some of them are in the restaurant space, but some of them are, have nothing to do with the restaurant. We're talking about some technology-based stuff that, that we're working on. And he loves the idea, loves the pitch. Oh, you're a passionate guy. But he gave me this like dad to son talk, like, oh, you're a passionate kid. Like, first of all, I'm not a fucking kid. I'm 39 years old, I'm not a kid. I've been in this game since I was a musician, since I was 16. I've been a self-promoting hustler. I've been selling my own records, making my own music, starting my own record labels, promoting myself since I was 16 years old, dropped out of high school, went on tour. I am not a child. Some hedge fund guy that went to college, did four-year school, inherited the hedge fund from his rich dad who managed it from somebody else be before that, you know, has been in business for about six years and has never really done any grassroots business is not going to talk down to me and give me a history lesson on business. So this guy, essentially, he wasn't disrespectful and I don't want to like throw the guy under the bus, but he didn't, he gave me like the dad talk, like, oh, you're a bright kid. You got great ideas. This is, you have a lot of, a lot of things going on for you. I showed this guy facts and figures. I gave him legitimate facts. I said, look, Here's a business, one of the businesses that I've done that I opened with $60,000. That was a total investment. That business has now made $5 million, you know, gross revenue. $60,000 opening, $5 million later. That's a track record. I showed him businesses that I was the consultant for where people have hired me and brought me in to help them launch their startup. People I've raised big capital for, people that I've gone out and raised millions of dollars for and gotten them investors and other things. I gave him like the fucking highlight reel of Zach Neal. And I said, this is the shit that I've done. Here's my, here's my proof. Here's my like 80% batting average of home runs. And I'm asking you for like a million and a half dollars to get involved with this next project that I wanna do. 
and I didn't expect him to give me an answer the same day, but he gave me like the, you know, the hand on the shoulder, like, look, you're a bright kid. I definitely want to do something with you. Then he followed it up a day or two later with a list of paperwork he wants to see. He wants to, you know, just inundate me with busy work, like uh, present me with this and present me with that. And all these like securities and facts and figures that don't mean anything unless you're going to take me at the, the base, which is I've shown you facts and figures. I've showed you real numbers. I've shown you P&Ls and I've shown you a business plan. I've shown you all the th- traditional things that you would need to feel comfortable getting involved. What I wanted back from him was I thought about your idea and I really liked it and I want to get involved. We're going to have to suss out paperwork and details, but let's just let's get involved and let's continue the conversation. Why don't we go out and have dinner tomorrow night? Why don't we have a drink? Why don't we get on a conference call tomorrow with some of my partners and I'm excited about this. That's what I wanted. I didn't expect the guy to write me a check the next day. It takes months to sort these things out and lawyers and a lot of paperwork and details, but I wanted a level of excitement. I wanted this guy to feel what I was pitching to him, which was, I think I'm sitting on something huge. I think I've got a great idea. Not just think, I know, and I'm right. And history is going to fucking show that I'm right. And I'll be talking about this project more in the coming months because it's going to launch next year and it's going to be fucking amazing and it's going to do really well. And everyone who listens to this podcast, plus millions of other people are going to hear about it. A lot of them are going to experience or use it because it's a piece of technology that is awesome. And uh, long story short, this guy didn't give me that excitement. So I passed on him. I just decided, you know, I'm not going to go like spend my week inundated with making you fucking spreadsheets and diagrams and all these things. So you either heard what I said and saw the facts and figures that I gave you. You looked at my batting average. You looked at where I come from and what I've created. And you either want in or you don't. And if you don't, fuck you. That's fine. On to the next guy. No disrespect. Like, I'm sure you're a nice person, but I'm not. So I passed on him. And the guy was like flabbergasted that I passed on him. In the meantime... I took two other meetings with two other investors and I had one the other day with another hedge fund investor, of course. But the second guy totally got it right out of the gate. His first words, I I literally pitched him for 45 seconds and his first response was, I want in on this. This is exactly what my hedge fund is looking for. This is exactly the type of investments that I want to make. And I've already done my research on you, Zach. I've already looked you up and I've already followed your businesses. You've got a great batting average, his words. You've got a great batting average. You're hitting a lot of home runs over the last three years. I think that I think that we can do some business. I don't have a, a dollar commitment out of this guy, but what I have is his attention, his respect, and he picked up on the fact that it wasn't ego. It was intuition that I was selling him, and I'm just trading him my intuition for his money. I know when something's going to win, period. I know when it's going to be good. I'm not right 100% of the time, but I am right right way more fucking often than I am wrong. And that's what I'm looking for in a business situation. So that's my, that's my spiel on ego versus intuition and for motherfuckers that sleep on us. I bet you have a lot of people in your life right now that are sleeping on you. Family, friends, coworkers, people you've tried to pitch your ideas to. Don't let anybody make you feel less than because they're asleep at the wheel. You know what you have. If your instincts are good, if your intuition's good, own that shit. Cheerlead for yourself. Don't be afraid to walk into a room full of people and say, I know I'm right about this and I'm going to fucking prove you wrong. So either get on or get off. But I'm taking this thing. Take your idea. Take your project. Take your product and run with that shit 
and own that fucking intuition that you know you have. And for the motherfuckers that sleep on us, they're lost because there's always somebody else that's not asleep that can't wait to get involved and do it. That's my time for today. Follow me on all social media at the real Zach Neal. DM me on Instagram. That's the best way to communicate with me if you want to talk direct or set up a chat. I'm here to help. I'm here to give advice. I'm here to do whatever I can. I'm still learning. As I go, I'm still learning. Every day I learn something new. And when I learn things, I want to talk about them and share them. That's what this podcast is all about. If you have a question, phone it in. I'm happy to talk. I love you guys. And uh, I'll catch up with you in a day or two.